You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You need to, you need to know what's happening. It's, 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 it's time to get in the huddle with Carl Dukes and Jason LaCanfora. Back for another edition of In the Huddle. Oh, the offseason is here. My man Jason Lockhart-Four is here. I'm Carl Dukes. Put him up. Brian Baldinger, part of his podcast as well, guys. You know how we do it, and we appreciate you guys subscribing, telling your friends, liking us. We put out new episodes Tuesday and Thursdays. As we move through the offseason, there will be some adjustments with vacations, etc. But we will be here, and we'll be talking about the biggest offseason stories all offseason long. Jason, there is no bigger offseason story than where you are, my friend, because today you can franchise tag, you can transition tag, and I don't know if that's going to happen anytime <laughs> soon with Lamar Jackson, but let's start there because everyone talks about the Aaron Rodgers thing being the, the first domino. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. I, think, I think this is. Where is this at? Where are we going now that today it officially starts that you can franchise tag, guys? Uh, do I think that they're negotiating around the clock? No. But, you know, there's the whole PR optics element to this. And this, you know, this young man's been in this town for five years. He's done a lot of special stuff. Things at the quarterback position, things offensively that no one's really seen before. Um he brought life to a franchise that was having trouble getting people to show up for what amounted to playoff games because they were sick of three yards in a cloud of dust. And that was the passing attack. Um, so he changed all that. And and the circle looks like it's closing faster than anyone could have imagined when he's unanimous MVP of 2019. But, like, they still want to sell this idea that we're doing everything we can to keep him here, right? And we're only going to trade him if we have to. Well, if that's – what you're selling, then you've got to sort of take it to the wire, right? Like, why would you slap the tag on him now when you don't have to do it for two weeks? Internally, I think they know that they've known for a while that it's unlikely that he has a long-term future there, and they've been preparing in their own way for whatever this trade situation is going to look like. And it will be unusual because he doesn't have an agent, and the Ravens are going to have to do a lot of the legwork. So it's not like they don't have enough people in the building with the wherewithal to make it happen. Um, so I don't think we'll hear a whole lot the next two weeks other than sort of scuttlebutt and rumor, probably be like right on whatever, March 7th, March the 8th, right, right around that 4 p.m. deadline to get it on the waiver wire. And they'll put a tag on him, whether it's exclusive or non-exclusive. I, my hunch remains that it'll be exclusive. If they're talking to teams on your behalf to facilitate a trade, what's the difference? And then I think he'll be traded. I think it'll be one of those deals where it's agreed to, it's a handshake. It can't officially be done until he takes his physical, you know, March 15th or whatever. And parties will know in early March. Um, 
where he's going, and whether that's Atlanta or that's Carolina or maybe the Jets or maybe New Orleans if they could get their cap in order or maybe Tampa. You know, Kyle Trask is the only quarterback under contract down there right now. Um, you know, there's a lot of teams that need quarterbacks. There's only one Lamar Jackson. Uh, so I still think it's the calm before the storm, Carl, but we're getting there, man. Like we deadline spur actions and there is a deadline now just two weeks away. All right. Let's talk about this hiring of Todd Munkin. Very familiar with Todd. He was the OC at Georgia Uh for the last two years. I I think it's a good hire. Todd wanted to get back to the NFL He's kind of been a gypsy, you know, he goes places yeah. for a few years and then he moves on. But there is this notion that, you know, the hiring of Todd Munkin is somehow going to help retain Lamar Jackson. <laughs> and it's not, right? There's, it has nothing to do with it. And I was no. saying this, Jason, listen, nothing. You, you and I are both in this business. You and I both know there's only one thing that matters. Money. Respect is money. Respect is, respect what I do, therefore you yeah. pay me accordingly. I don't give a damn who the coordinator is, and I think Munkin, that's a right. nice hire. That's a good hire for the like it. But it has nothing to do with whether Lamar is going to stay as a Raven. Nothing. Now, look, John Harbaugh went about the business of finding the best offensive coach he could find to try to help their passing game, to try to lift them as an organization, and that's what he did. And the there were no assurances that it's going to be Lamar. There can't be any assurances that it's going to be Lamar. Todd Monk and Lamar Jackson, their first conversation will probably be after a game when the Falcons face the Ravens in two years from now or whatever, <laughs> and they have a little laugh going off the field like, I would have loved to have a chance to coach you, buddy. Yeah, Two ships passing in the night. So, no, it's not related at all. But it's John Harbaugh looking to find someone of a certain pedigree with a certain level of, of job experiences and pro in college who he thinks he could mess with again, to try to elevate a passing game. That's been horrendous. So that's what it was always about. And it was also about finding somebody who's willing to take the job. Someone who checks those boxes, has those qualifications and is willing to come here despite not knowing who the quarterback's going to be. So I, I thought, you know, from the moment they interviewed Todd Monk and knowing Harbaugh, knowing how they operate here, I'm like, that's the, that's going to be that that's going to be the hire if they can get him to take the job. They don't want some young whippersnapper want to be McVeigh. That's never been how they roll. Um, they're going to want someone who has some experience, who, who comes into the room and has done the job in the past and other places. They don't want them learning on the fly. Uh, and, then, and then, yeah, the guy's got to want them back. So it makes sense. It has nothing to do with Lamar. Uh, I don't. Again, I don't think he'll ever coach Lamar. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's talk about some of these other quarterback situations that are looming today, guys. Around the NFL, you can franchise tag, transition tag, guys. That that goes all the way up, as, as Jason said, up until March 7th. If you are going to franchise your quarterback, that's going to cost you $32 million. It's the top five salaries of the highest paid guys at your position. Saquon Barkley is a running back. I think the Giants should franchise tag him. It's $10 million. It sounds like a lot of money, but not for a running back. And if you do that, you then have the money to pay Daniel Jones, who is the next guy I want to talk about. Jason, um, Daniel Jones, do you pay him if you're the Giants? Because this is the big question. If you franchise tag Saquon, let's just use this scenario, it gives you a chance to maybe give uh, Daniel Jones a what, two, three, four-year extension? But he's not going to be the highest-paid guy. He's still going to make great money, but what well, are you paying him? I, I think they're tagging Daniel Jones. I've thought since the middle of the season they're tagging Daniel Jones. You know, executives, GMs I've talked to for my my column at the Washington Post, I understand where, you, where you're coming at it, but I would flip the script and say there's a reason the running back tag is only $10 million, right? And how many teams are really going to go out to try to poison pill us on Saquon Barkley? So let's put that on the side. Let me get the quarterback at 32. I've got him till July, like, you know, to get a long-term deal done. Let's see where these other things go. Let's see if, you know, Burrow gets five years, $275 million fully guaranteed. Like, but let's get cost certainty with him. We're not paying anybody else, so we'll keep the running back. We'll, we'll tell him, Saquon, you, you, whatever you get, we'll, ma- we'll, we'll not only match it, we'll beat it. And we'll beat it by whatever percent. Like, but we understand the, num- the uniqueness of your situation. Yeah, because the number's you know, smaller. It's an it's an easier it's an easier move. Yes, it's an easier match. But I don't want I don't want to let anybody else get their hands on this quarterback because I think we stumbled into something here, and we got the right coaches around him, and he did what he did last year with no talent. Let's see what it looks like with some talent. So, and somebody may somebody may put the together in a sheet because he's not getting the exclusive tag at 44 so whether it's a, a, a transition or a non-exclusive you know if they get two twos from daniel jones from a bad you know from a bad team and one of those picks is a top 10 pick so be it i need i need to be able to control strings on that quarterback and the only way to do it is to apply this instrument that the nflpa really should have never let come into play in the first place which is an artificial way to keep somebody who's earned his way to the market off the market anyway. So that that's how I think it's going to go down. That's how I've always thought it's going to go down. Um, and, and it may be a situation where he plays it out for $32 million. Um, or maybe they do get something done long-term. But I don't think $32 million for that kid is crazy. Not not with what I saw last year. You know, and again, I think people need to really be aware of the finances in the moment in time we're in in the NFL. On the other side of COVID, these gambling sponsorships that they started signing a year and a half, two years ago, when the when the you know the Supreme Court their decision, the, those have now they they are now real. That money's coming in on a yearly basis. They resold Thursday night foot you know the Thursday night package to Amazon. That one billion, like that's happening. Um, like the new direct ticket. Sunday ticket, that's real. That's happening. They did that contract last year. That money is in the process of coming in. Um, highest TV ratings, right, since 2016, since all since Kaepernick and Trump and all that. 
the New York football Giants can't pay a quarterback who almost single-handedly got them to the playoffs and won a playoff game on the road? They don't have $30 million. It's not our money. It's not your money. Don't worry about it. Now, if they give them $300 million for 10 sure. years, okay. Like sure. we can, But, I mean, don't worry about it. Who's making money on that team? they got to pay him and Dexter Lawrence. Who else? That's it. Who's making any That's money? It. They're getting rid of Galladay, right? They, they've shedded bad contracts from the old regime. Like, what are we talking about? It's the quarterback of the New York Giants. $32 million is $2 million a game is not, not a big deal. Yeah, it's funny. I go back to when Matt Ryan signed his deal with the Falcons, and it was $30 million a year. And everybody was like, holy crap! It's, it's not even top ten. I mean, right now, what he signed for is not even top 10. The market continues to change. And I just use him as an example because as this marketplace continues to change, to your point, Jason, with all the money that's flowing, um, I think as fans, we've got to get used to the num- just hearing these numbers, right? Yeah. If you're a certain age, yeah. at one point, a quarterback was getting 5 to $7 million. You were like, man, he's getting paid a lot of money. Now right. the, the going rate is 40 and you go, wait a minute, 40 a year? So I think it just hits fans differently. And if you're not of the upper echelon, if you're not Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow or uh, and Aaron Rodgers, right, you think about these guys differently. It's not that I disagree with you. I think you're right. But I think Giants fans are like, damn, we're about to pay this dude $32 million. He's been good one year. <laughs> That's the issue. Yeah, but it's like, what did Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold make last year on the fifth-year option, right? Wasn't that like 18 or 20? Was it yep. more than 22? Whatever it yep. was, this is – I mean, it's not substantially more. And, like, the subsidies that these guys get just from putting their products on TV, from adding Thursday night and reselling it to adding a round to the play, more teams in the playoffs, you've added the playoff. That, like, just – that pays for Daniel Jones ten times over. <laughs> I mean, it's true. They're making it's 455 true. a year for just for playing the. Just, that's not a that's a dog. That's not a jersey, right? That's just for ha- being open for business. They're let's talk it, about all of them, even the ones who cry poor. You're right, and and they it's do corporate socialism let's, for billionaires. <laughs> let's talk about Gino. Uh, Gino, we're talking about Gino Smith after he proves himself. This last season, he's another interesting case, right? This is all quarterbacks, guys, because quarterback league, talk about it all the time. This is where it starts. All this other stuff, you got to fill in the blanks. But if you don't have this dude, you're not going anywhere. So what do the Seahawks do? I think they get this done in the next two weeks. I, I do. I don't think he wants to be on the tag. I don't think they want him on a tag. If they have to tag him to just foster the continue negotiating with him, um, whether that's exclusive. You, um, or they wouldn't be exclusive with him, but but it, look, they'll protect the asset if they have to. I don't think it'll sure. get there. Um, you know, I think it'll be a, a five-year deal for cap purposes. I think they'll front-load it a little bit because he's he's earned that. Um, that they, they were, and I get it. It was watered down. It was a weak conference, this or that. But um, you know, they were in the hunt with Gino, and they'll have a better roster next year. At least you know that's what they're thinking. So. If he gets a tag, it'll be nominal because the, he's not going to play on it. You know what I mean? Gino's right. going to have some certain certainty with the with the Seahawks at some point this spring. Yeah, I 
I don't think the smart play and Pete Carroll, right? They, they've done a good job with this. I mean, you look at it now, we'll see what Russell does in Denver, but when they traded Russell, everybody said, Oh, what a mistake. Not really. Right. So yeah. I think you're right about the, the, the roster building. You got a running game. You still got Metcalf there. You, you've got some things, good tight end play. I kind of agree with you. I mean, I think Gino, you, you just roll the dice Maybe you draft a quarterback late if you want to do that in the draft, but I think you roll with Geno and you pay him accordingly. Pete All doesn't right. want a kid. He hasn't had to deal with that since Russell Wilson came on the scene. Like I, I Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I don't think so either. I don't think that's his MO. Let, let's talk about some of these other stories, specifically Derek Carr and Rogers. Let's talk about Carr first. So Derek Carr's brother, David, um, <laughs> came out and said – that it's going to be a while before Derek chooses his team because he be. wants to go. He wants to go through the full process, and he wants to make yeah. sure that you know the fit is right. So he visited the Saints. Nothing happened. He visited the Jets. A lot of people were like, "Yeah, it's great. He was great." Blah blah blah. Nothing happened. All right. So Carr was released, and he can now sign with anybody he wants. Mm-hmm. What's he doing here? I mean, is he going to visit well, every well, damn every damn opening? No, I mean, look, this should be if if there were teams that were around his price point, this would be done. I mean, it's again, it's this is about money. This is about contracts. This is about the art of the deal, negotiating. Um, his agent has known from the time he got benched for Jared Stidham that his future was not in. Las Vegas, and he knew how the contract was structured, and he knew that the the power they had with the no trade. And so from that moment on, you are behind the scenes figuring out what other people think their car is worth. What would he be worth if he doesn't just sign with the Saints? Because remember, that visit was a while back. Right? You've got to know the market. So, you know, if I'm Derek Carr, I'm, I'm a little – I'm probably a little sort of disenfranchised right now. I'm, I'm a little um, sort of confused and perplexed because, like, you're the only, you're the only guy that can sign. The, it's a market of one, and you, we know who needs quarterbacks, and we know who wants to even wine and dine you and who doesn't. And then the teams that want to wine and dine you, we know by now what they think you're worth. Yep. Clearly, it's nowhere close to what he thinks he's worth. But I don't see how waiting, like nobody's getting hurt in an OTA tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's February. Like if you're waiting to for for further demand, I got news for you, bro. It's a game of musical chairs. And right now, there's probably 12 chairs that need quarterbacks, maybe 15, and probably only four who really want you, maybe five, and no one who wants you at your price. And you're the only dude circling that table with the 12 chairs or the six. It's about to be flooded. Yep. So I, 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 this is this is not an opportunity 
you know, where time is on your side or patience is a virtue. Because the only thing that's going to add more chairs to that table is somebody losing a quarterback. Is it is somebody slipping and tearing their ACL on the first day of OTAs or at a mini camp? Well, you're going to have a real long wait then because we're months away from that stuff happening. Yeah, and I think too, Jason, when we're talking about Derek Carr, guys, this musical chairs thing that Jason's talking about, you need to pick the best roster you think that you have a chance to win at, go in and start the negotiations, get the price to your point. It's not going to be $40 million, okay? I know, I get it, but get the price. It should be between 25 and 30 right? 25 32 somewhere in there. It should be, but... Yeah. And then and then sign because you're right. As this thing starts to play out, and I said this when we started the conversation, if Lamar's traded, I'm sorry. The teams that may be interested in Derek Carr are th- thinking about Lamar now. Okay. He's younger. He's, he's, he just does more. He's um, better. I, he's I, been I, to the he's, playoffs. He's won a playoff game. He's won so, an MVP. So all he's of those teams, records. Now you start saying, wait a minute. I thought you guys were interested. Well, Lamar's being traded. I mean, you Derek better get on this. And and the idea was I'm going to get released so I can be the first to, to make yeah. this decision. And he's clowning around, and then his brother comes out and is like, yeah, uh, it's going to be a while. Okay, keep playing. No, it, look, take a one-year deal. If you think the Jets, you like their offensive pieces, you know what I mean, and, and then do it. It's it, you're not going to get a, a, a three-year kind of bridge contract at your at your at your asking price. So get the best one-year deal you can get and bet on yourself, right? And and look and think maybe next year the market won't be as crowded, won't be as convoluted, um, or maybe somebody's looking to throw a franchise tag on me at this time next year because I did what Geno Smith did last year. Exactly right. It's in the huddle, guys. Jason Lock on four. Carl Dukes, put him up. Brian Baldinger, part of this podcast as well. We put out new ones every Tuesday and Thursday, as we said, to start this offseason podcast. Uh, some of the dates will be adjusted. Uh, we'll get ready for the draft and all the things that are going to be happening. But um, we'll be giving you updates on, on when these episodes will come out. But traditionally, they come out Tuesday and Thursday. All right, let's move on to Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if he's come out of the closet yet. Um, I don't know or the where coffin he's... or I'm Whatever. picturing him hanging. I'm picturing him in a dark room, pitch black, dark, like hanging from the ceiling like a bat, sleeping <laughs> with his upside like that, and total, total peace and tranquility. What do you think? Oh man, I, it's hard for me to even imagine. The, the thing that made me laugh is you know how they were going to put food and drink through like a little slot, like he yeah. was in solitary confinement in jail, which he's far from, by the way. Oh yeah. Um, but let's talk about this. Uh, isn't he the reason why the Packers roster is where it's at? Sure. He's the reason Devontae Adams is in Vegas. Well, him and them. Him and them. Because there's a deal to be done a couple years ago. And Devontae's like, what are you going to put on the table? Like, what are we doing? And they kept Heismaning him saying, we'll get to you, but we got to figure out this lunatic first. <laughs> Well, he didn't. After a while, he's like, "Nah, I've proven what I can do. You can, you can go knock on the co- top of his coffin at any point and see if you know Count Chocula will come out and negotiate with you, or if he's going to retire or whatever." But like, I'm, I'm ready to be paid. It's time to pay me. And and they should have just done that because ultimately they came back to Devontae Adams on the other side of the second offseason with with Rodgers, 
and all the drama. And we're willing to pay him more than anybody else. But at that point, he's like, I don't want to make my money here anymore because you put my friend in front of me. So, yeah, there, there's – yes, he wanted maximum money. He wants maximum money in each year of the deal, mm -hmm. which doesn't allow for team-friendly payroll flexibility. He's not into deferred years. He's not into voidable years. He's into having all the money and all the power and, and controlling the fate of the Green Bay Packers now for the third straight offseason. Yeah. So is there is there an opportunity cost to that in terms of roster development? It is, but I'm not absolving the cheeseheads from it because they they let they let this guy take them to the to the cleaners year after year after year. They didn't have conviction in their pick of Jordan Love. Um and they got caught up in, you know, Aaron Rodgers drama, the, the whole WWF of it all. So it takes two to tango, it's on all of them. But yeah, it's coming to cost. And now they're done with him. I'm just telling you. And I've written about this in the Washington Post. You can go back weeks ago. Like, yeah, let me just let this. It's all right. Just... It's Aaron calling you from the dark closet. He's he's, in. he's calling me. Yeah, he's calling me from the other <laughs> side. <laughs> he's made his decision. Okay. Keep my name out of your mouth. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. Here's the deal, though, Jason. As as Aaron Rodgers is calling uh, on the podcast here. I. All right. This is where I think they made the mistake, right? And, and hindsight's twenty twenty. But when you remember when Brian Gutekunst, the, the general manager there, he's like, "Oh, we get along and all of that," oh, and, sure. you know. And they had all those discussions. Trade a guy at his highest when Aaron won the MVP a couple yeah. of years ago, right? That's when they should have look. We got the MVP. Teams would have been clamoring for his services. You could have robbed somebody with a plethora of picks. Yeah. But they stayed the course, paid him more. He comes back, wins another one. And you still didn't trade him when you should have said, he's won two in a row. Look at this guy yeah. playing at a high level. We're going to tag and trade him. Come on down. And Whatever we got to do. And so now we're expecting this dude to come out of a club again, come out of wherever the hell he is, and have this epiphany that I want to stay or I want to be traded. I don't buy it. Aaron's not speaking on this. He's going to let the team look like the bad guy, even if he wants to be traded. And I agree with you. I think they should be done. Here's the thing, Jason. How do they pay him all this money and then pay Jordan Love his fifth-year option, which is yeah, like $24 million? It's, it's, this, is, this has been over for a while, and, and they'll, they'll, they'll split. And they're not going to get, to your point, they're not going to get a whole lot for him because it's a salary dump now. I mean, this guy is going to take every penny of the 59.55 he's got coming to him. He ain't giving a penny back. So he's a $60 million quarterback, except he really played like a $25 million quarterback last year. So, and he's well, not well, going to Wait a minute, wait a minute. Now you say that, and people go, how do you say that? They almost made the playoffs or, or whatever. Run game and defense. It was not Aaron. teams. It was not Aaron. They got more it, big plays out of the return game than they got out of the passing game, and that's when they were winning down the stretch. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, he's content to – Throw 20 passes, complete 13 to 15 of them, 180 yards. I don't want to push it downfield and throw a pick. That looks bad on the back of my football card, but I like having a high – I like having – I like completing 75% of my, my passes, you know. like I mean, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll be gone. They have to play Jordan Love at this point in time. Like, they they have to. They're, they're you know, they're done with each other, but he'll keep dragging them on the way out and he'll keep making them sweat and he'll keep playing the games he's playing right now, which is, yeah, I, I got to go, you know, deprive myself of all my sensory uh, 
options and and i'll get back to you uh you know in five or six days like it, i mean whatever <laughs> it is it's crazy all right before we get out of here spent a lot of time on my weekend national show talking about eric being me and i ask you the question that i asked the audience around the country this weekend how would you feel you interview for half the jobs in the nfl now we've had our fair share of job interviews jason i know i've screwed up a couple sure. said some things but i've adjusted yeah. you know and then you go yeah. well i'm not going to say that again or i won't do that again yeah. and my point is eric being takes a job with the commanders ron rivera hires him as the assistant head coach slash oc and I say, how would you feel knowing that others have come from the Andy Reid coaching tree who didn't call plays, who got head coaching jobs, but yet this guy has yeah. to go do it somewhere else and somehow go, uh, you know, be relieved of the shadow of Andy Reid yeah. and, and, and go go call plays and be an assistant head coach just from a title standpoint, for money purposes. We know the deal there, but how would you feel? And the reason why I ask that, Jason, is because sometimes it's gray sometimes it's just black and white oh yeah no it's really sad and unfortunate that it's it's come to this um that sort of one person right eric the enemy above all these other um coaches of color who have also distinguished themselves to the degree to which they um should be running an nfl team like and, and the scourge that is the nfl's hiring practices like he, he's sort of become the, the face of it, like the human embodiment of it because of the volume now attached to it, how many off seasons he got multiple interviews. And in many cases, seemingly wasn't even ever considered a true finalist for the job. Um, that I, Exactly. I, I mean, yeah, you're kind of, I'm not often speechless, but I, I think this, like if you've right. watched this play out, um, and now you've seen the end game, which is him making basically a lateral move only to a far lesser franchise. <laughs> One that's about to be sold and where Ron Rivera's future is very murky, let alone anybody on that staff. Yeah. Like it's, I'm not going to, like, it's not optimal. It's not great. Do I think he can use it to his advantage? Yeah. But like, do I think Eric Bieniemy is ever going to coach an NFL team? I don't know. I mean, I don't know what, like, he'd have to really, like, I don't know. Like, I I almost feel like he'd have to be an interim head coach in Washington and, like, do a great job then. But then there's also a part of me saying, duh, stupid, look at what Steve Wilkes just did. (laughs) And he didn't get the job. He wasn't even a finalist anywhere except for maybe Carolina, where clearly he wasn't because they went outside the organization. So they were going to get an offensive guy, no matter what, from outside the organization. So I, I don't know, man. Um yeah, I hope he kicks ass in D.C. Uh, I think they have some interesting pieces there. And I do think Ron Rivera, because of how much power he has in that organization, he's not – he's like Bill Belichick. Like, he has that kind of power. <clears throat> like, it's not just coach the football team on Sundays and tell us what you think in personnel meetings. It's like all football – all roads in football operations lead to Ron Rivera. So if I'm going to spend $6.5 billion or $7 billion or whatever – to take this team over and let's say I take them over in, in, I don't think it's happening at the league meeting in March, but maybe it may. And I don't, I don't play a game until September. And I've got 
a guy like Eric Bieniemy, who a lot of people think should be a head coach by now, like, do I want to still have Ron Rivera as the like complete and utter final sayer of everything, or do I say I don't like that model from the giddy up? You know, Ron, I wish you well. You know, we're going to pay you a lot of money to go away, but like, I got to start putting my own structure in place, and maybe that starts with Eric Bieniemy as my first head coach. You know what I mean? Who's coming in on the ground floor, who's never yeah. done it before. You know what I mean? Versus this guy who was promised all this stuff by this feckless, pathetic, <laughs> pro- maybe criminal, maybe not a criminal. Like, yeah. I don't want to, you know what I mean? I don't, I'm not, I, I, whatever that business arrangement was, and it's no, no slight on Ron Rivera, I'm not coming in with that freak's handpicked guy, you know, as the number one person who all roads to personnel, you know, everything from the waiver claim to what we serve in the cafeteria for lunch on a Wednesday. I'm not, I'm not down with that. You know what I mean? And Ron, this is not about you, but it's about your relationship with that guy who I'm, I got, I got to cut that cord right now, brother. I, I can't, I'm not down with that. Like, no, nah, we're starting, it's a reboot and it's going to be fresh and it can't, I'm not spending all that money. You know what I mean? To enter into an arrangement that, that creep set up. <laughs> no names need to be mentioned, by the way. All right. Great stuff, man, as always. It's going to be an interesting offseason, guys. Just a few things going on. Franchise tag, as we said, starts today. Guys, don't expect anything. Teams are not going to do this just to, to do it. Jason said it. There's a deadline. People work to deadlines, right? And they're going to work all the way up, and then it'll be like, oh, we need to do it. And then we'll start to see some of this stuff happen. But it doesn't mean the deals get done. It just allows them to to add some more time, right? So we'll see. We'll be back uh, next week. Baldy is out. uh, So we're going to come back next week, talk about a few things that have happened. I'm sure by then we may or may not know with Aaron Rodgers where he's at. But who knows? Hopefully he uh, didn't starve in the closet or wherever the hell he is. Hey, man, great stuff. We appreciate you guys checking us out. Tell your friends, again, in the huddle, we're going to be talking all things NFL offseason as we get moving, leading up to the combine, the draft, all the free agent moves, et cetera. Jason, man, have a great day. You too, brother. Have a good one. All right, everybody, thank you so much for being here. We'll talk to you next week.